0: So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay connor and his team, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event again, that is jconnor.com j a y c o n n e r dot com forward slash event now let's get into today's episode <laughs>
1: So, you've got your team members that are talking to potentially motivated sellers. So, they get the lead sheet filled out. Then, who is actually doing the negotiation process and where into the negotiation process do you come into the deal?
2: Yeah. So, I've got, I, I'm really blessed and lucky to have such good team members because they handle everything. You know, I haven't talked to a seller in at least a year. And that's because I've trained them on how to do that. And they run the closing call and the negotiation, the deal meeting and everything else. Where I come in is after they've got a deal signed up, I'll tell them which way we want to go with it on the exit or if we just want to cancel the deal, if it's just not a moneymaker for whatever reason.
1: Right. So who goes out and gets contracts signed and does the closings at the, uh, I assume your closings are at a real estate attorney's office.
2: Yes. Yeah. So the acquisitionist handles all that. All right.
1: So you got your acquisitionist trained and, and you've given, they've got power of attorney or whatever to where they can sign for you and your company at the real estate attorney's office.
2: Yeah. And actually on those closings, you know, we take title in a land trust and all these. And so right. I have, I have one of them be the uh, trustee on the land trust so she can sign them. Got you. So now how do you pay these people? Pay them on a commission and pay them 20% of the front end take. So if we get, like last month, we got uh, our biggest down payment to date, 45,000 dollars on a $450,000 house.:
1: Nice.
2: Yes. That was now a big. that's payment. your exit strategy. That's so you got that house under contract, or you
1: controlled it. So on that particular deal, you sold it with a $45,000, what down payment or lease option?: Yeah, lease option. It was a non-infundable option fee.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. So how were you controlling that particular deal? So we, I mean, we did a deal to purchase it from the seller. The seller owned it free and clear, and we just negotiated a monthly payment from him and a price. And, you know, so we bought it from him first and then, you know, sold it on a lease option out to our tenant buyer.
1: Okay, so you actually bought that property and that, that title came into your land trust, right?
2: That's right. And did you buy it with no, nothing down? Actually, on that particular deal, we gave the seller five down. So you only get $5,000 now,
1: but then you sold it for 45000 down. That's right. And you bought yeah. it with, so you bought it with seller financing, right? That's right. Yeah. And and now did you
2: sell it with seller financing or sell it on a lease option? Sold it on a lease option, which in my opinion is basically the same as seller financing, just different paperwork. but the money works the same as you know. Sure. Well, I prefer to sell on a lease
1: option because my entity still owns it. And I've really got control of it, even though they're getting the option to purchase it. And uh, so anyway, this part of the conversation started with how you pay your people. So so you pay your acquisitionist 20% of of
2: when it is sold, 20% of the uh, non-refundable option fee? That's right. Less any down payment we got to give out to the seller. So if we took in 45 down from our buyer and paid out five to the seller, the spread then is forty. We pay twenty percent on that.
1: Nice. So your acquisitionist incentive is not just to control or buy
2: a property, but it's to get it cash flowing, right? Oh yes, yeah. They don't get paid until we get the buyer in there, and we we get paid. Well, that's smart
1: because if you're paying out anything just to get that property then you've got a negative cash flow going on versus waiting until you've actually got
2: a buyer for it. Yeah, that's right. And on that particular deal, now we usually buy with nothing down, but on that particular de- uh, deal, since we were agreed to give the seller five down, we just waited to close until we had our buyer lined up and then just basically did a double closing. I got you. So, It sounds like you've trained
1: your people to negotiate and really know how to have the conversations with the sellers. How about giving my audience a short seminar on um, what does that conversation sound like? In other words, why would a seller of a property be willing to sell to you with uh, owner financing?
2: Yeah, you know, this particular, we'll just use this deal as an example. This seller, you know, we talk a lot about motivated sellers and people got to be desperate to want to deal with us. Well, I've found that to be true sometimes, but not all the time. And you know, in this particular case is a good example. I don't need them to be desperate. I just need them to be flexible. And you know, in this particular scenario, this seller, he didn't need the money. He didn't need his cash out now. He was just sick of dealing with the property. He had already moved up to the mountains about three hours away. was tired of having to drive back down to Charlotte to check on it and everything. So I mean we negotiated the five grand down and twelve hundred dollars a month, zero percent interest in a three year balloon. So you know he's willing to be flexible and wait to get paid out and it really is just a matter of asking them, well, you know what's the best you can do on the price? What's the best you can do on the monthly payment? What's the best you can how long can you give me to pay you off in full? And if they have, you know, good responses, good answers to that, then, you know, we say, all right, let's go out and see the house. We'll meet you out there and we'll get the paperwork started while we're there.
1: Nice. So what's your favorite way or how have you trained your acquisitionist when they're talking to a seller? What's that question actually sound like to find out if they might be open to the idea of taking their equity and payments or seller finance? In other words, what's the... What's the language that you've taught your people to use and to ask?
2: Yeah, you know, I have the VA do it right on the opening call, that first call with them. And he just talks about, explains like a short blurb on how we buy houses. We usually buy with either owner financing or lease purchase and make a monthly payment to you until we get you paid off in full. And there's a few reasons we do that. And a few benefits to that is that usually we can pay full price and pay, you know, your asking price. And we take care of everything, including all the closing costs. So you're free and you can just move on. Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: that's, so that's, that's a great strategy right there. So what you have trained your people to do is instead of asking them up front, and of course, I'm sure, I'm sure you've trained them to build some rapport first and, you know, tell me about your situation. Tell me about the property, what kind of condition it's in before you actually get to that part of the conversation, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then before asking them, would you be willing to sell with owner financing? Of course, what I've discovered, if you ask somebody, are you willing to sell with owner financing? They don't really know what that means.
2: Yeah. So, and a confused mind
1: just says no. Exactly. Exactly. So, so when your people tell your prospect, your prospective seller, this is how we normally buy houses. We normally buy with, uh, with owner financing or seller financing. How does your acquisitionist or your VA actually explain that to where the seller understands what's being said?
2: Yeah, so depending on if they've got a loan on the, the property or not, you know, we can keep using this, that particular deal as a case study. He didn't have a loan. And so the way we put it is we basically just ask him, you know, what's the monthly payment, lowest monthly payment you could take? And then if they say 1200 or 1500 or whatever, okay, great. So we're going to pay you that until paid. So that negotiates basically everything for you at 0% without having to bring up interest or anything like so that.
1: You, so you don't, you don't even bring up interest rate in the conversation, right? No, uh-uh, definitely not. Right. So we're going to make that monthly payment until paid. So in this recent deal you were just talking about, there's a three-year balloon. Tell the audience what that means and how
2: this 3 year balloon came up in the structure. Yeah, you know, the 3 that that deal. Normally I would not do a 3 year balloon. That'd be like my minimum, but this was such a, a good deal. I was like, you know what, let's go ahead and do it. And that only came up when the seller brought it up because he wanted to get paid off within the 3 year time frame. So to explain a balloon payment just means in whatever time frame that 3 years the whole rest of the amount of the purchase is going to be due at that three-year time limit.
1: So so you're giving your
2: new buyer how long to get ready for a mortgage? Yeah. So we give them two years. Right. Right. So, you know, whatever we get from the seller, we got to give less to our buyer.
1: Right. Now let's talk about your buyers for a moment. So we've talked about how you're finding the sellers, and I like what you say, it doesn't necessarily need to be a desperate seller with your strategy. It, needs to, it just needs to be a flexible seller to where you can actually pay a lot closer to retail than if you're actually using cash or private money to buy it as, at a substantial discount. Like this particular one,
2: you bought it for how much and you sold it for how much? This one we bought for four ten, dollars and we sold it for four fifty. dollars there you go. So yeah.
1: just, a, a, just a 10% or $40,000 or $40, spread on the sale. So, so you're finding your buyers from expired listings and also Facebook ads. So let's talk about the buyers. So what are your favorite? Cause right now, you know, your people are not getting paid until they have a buyer for the property that they've located. So you got to have a continual fresh list of buyers, potential buyers of your property to be coming in your funnel. How are you finding them?
2: Yeah, so we use each property that we have for sale. We use that as bait to attract the fish that we want to attract for those types of deals. You know, if you put a $100,000 house out there on a lease option, you're going to get a different type of fish a different type of buyer than you would on a $450,000 house. So we always want to use the the actual property as bait to attract all the people. And of course, everybody who contacts us goes into the database and they'll get an email on future properties as well. So but uh, on this particular deal, these uh, buyers actually came in. We had a uh, for rent ad on Zillow. So instead of putting it for sale on Zillow, we put it for rent. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And these were people who really were looking to rent but only because they thought they would not be able to buy. And right. so, we, you know, we, then we just, they respond to the ad and we just let them know this is going to be a rent to own or lease purchase. What if we could help you buy this thing? And they're like, Oh wow. Well, yeah, we got, you know, we've been saving money on a down payment and you know, they can't get qualified right now because they're self-employed. They got their own trucking business,
1: right? And
2: they make, make a ton of money, but their credit is shot for whatever reason, or, you know, they don't have two years of tax returns to show and, Um, So, you know, they come to us, pay the option fee, and we help them get qualified over the next couple of years. Well,
1: that's interesting that you were promoting this home for rent on Zillow. They respond, your people tell them, well, we're actually selling this on a rent to own basis. How do you negotiate the initial down payment or non-refundable option fee?
2: Yeah. You know, with each buyer lead that comes in, it's just like with sellers. We got to, we got to pre-screen them first. And with a buyer, we're just asking them different questions than with the seller. So with the buyer, we ask them, I mean, the two biggest questions are, you know, how much do you have to put down on your beautiful new home? And then the second question is, you know, what's the most you can afford on a monthly payment? And you know, if those numbers look good, then we'll send them out to the house or have the acquisitionists meet them out of the house just to show them the inside. And if they like it, then we get them to fill out a two-page application there. That goes to, to underwriting. You know, we use a service that, you know, screens them for background and everything else and checks all the debt ratios and that sort of thing for us.
1: Right. Do you use Paul Ritter service or somebody yes. else?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Screen the tenant, Paul Ritter service.
1: Yep, yep. yep, That's who we use. Excellent. Yeah.
2: yeah. And you know, if everything looks good, we just go ahead and set a a, a deal meeting with the buyers and I have the acquisitionists do this now. And the key is you want the buyer going into that deal meeting, not knowing for sure if they qualified and got the house yet. Right. So, so then when you go meet with them, you're asking them, are you sure this, what you told me on your down payment maximum, are you sure that's the max? And then they usually come up a little bit more. The same with the monthly payment. Are you sure there's the most you can do on the monthly? And then they come up a little bit more. So you're negotiating with them a little bit. Right. And then, you know, you just pencil in the numbers on a little one-page sheet that we call a letter of intent and send it over to the attorney and say, all right, here's the move-in, you know, here's the signing date, and the attorney takes care of the rest. Awesome,
1: awesome. Yeah. My lands but we're almost out of time. So uh, one one question that I'm sure some of our uh, audience is wanting to know And that is, uh, well, it's truly a two-part question. So you got this, the lease option buyer has moved in Mm -hmm. and you're giving them two years to get ready. Are you forcing them into credit repair or are you leaving them to do it on their own? We're leaving them to do it on their own. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of that question is, so you got a three-year balloon. So you know where I'm going with this question. Mm -hmm. So you got a three-year balloon with your seller and they want you to cash them out within those, within those three years.
2: What happens if your buyer is not ready within two years? Well, I mean, it'll be our choice at that point whether we want to extend more time to the buyer. But if it goes beyond that three years we got with the seller, then it's really going to be up to them. And we would just go to the seller and say, hey, look, you know, we got these people in here. They could probably get qualified in the next year. But, you know, you got your three year balloon here. You want to extend and we'll keep going. Or you want to just call it quits now?
1: Exactly, exactly. I love it. It's called the deal after the deal.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Blair, I'm, even though we're out of time, I just got to ask you one more question. And I tell you what's really cool. I want everybody to know this is is you have now put together your own step by step training as to how you do the business, and we're going to give everybody out. A, uh, a website here in just a moment where they can go check out more in detail as to how you do the business. But before we do that, uh, one last question for you, and that is what's the best advice that you can give to a brand new real estate investor that's never done a deal before?
2: You know, the quickest path to a deal is talking to as many sellers as quickly and efficiently as possible. So, you know, everything else we do in the business is designed to support having more conversations, meaningful conversations with sellers. So you could do this business with pen and paper and your cell phone, or you could have all the fancy stuff going along with it, uh, like some of us do to help speed that up. But I mean, if you're just starting out and if you don't have any kind of budget at all, just pick up the phone and start calling people with a house for sale. It really is that simple. And you're finding,
1: and your people are finding uh, sellers, flexible sellers. Yes, expired listings, but I would suppose they're making outbound calls to people on Zillow and other for sale by owner sites, right?
2: Yes, for sale by owner as well as for rent by owner. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Blair, let's let people know
1: that they can get up with you and find out more about how you do the business if they'd like to. So we're going to put right up here. For those that are watching the video, uh, we've got a special URL to connect people with you, and that's www.jayconner.com forward slash Blair, B-L-A-I-R. And that will take people right to you, Blair. Blair, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join me here for a few minutes on um, Real Estate Investing with Jay Conner. It's been a pleasure to actually see you and hang out for a little bit. Yeah, no, I appreciate
2: you having me on, Jay. Always a pleasure talking to you.
1: That's awesome. Well, look, I'm sure we'll be seeing each other at some real estate investing conference before too long. So uh, be in touch and, um, and I'll be talking to you soon, okay? All right. Very good. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Okay, folks, uh, two websites to remind you of, the uh, five steps on getting private money for your deals j a y c o n n e r J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash money podcast. And uh, to connect with Blair, jayconner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash Blair, B-L-A-I-R. If you are listening to us on iTunes or Google Play, be sure and uh, uh, subscribe to us so you don't miss out on future content and shows and rate and review us. We appreciate that. If you're watching on one of our YouTube channels, uh, be sure and comment right below in the comment bar, give us your comments. We love your feedback, shoot us your questions. We'll get your uh, real estate investing questions uh, answered and uh, be sure and uh, give us a review as well here on uh, YouTube and the channels. I'm Jay Conner, the Private Money Authority, wishing you all the best. And here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. Bye for now, we'll see you on the next show, bye-bye.